Hello and welcome to week six of the Punt the QB podcast. I am Rick Navalani at Rick Punt the QB. Tim Singer, Punt QBFF. Tim, can we talk about just right now? It's an exciting time, not just for football, but for sports in general. MLB playoffs have come and we're right in the thick of it. You got into wild card weekend that was over very quickly. It lasted two days because it was uh, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0, 2-0 with the sweeps. And then... Uh, and then we got the start of hockey this week. I mean, there's a lot of action Connor going Bernard, on. baby. Connor yeah, Bernard. Connor Bernard. Go, go Blackhawks. But uh, really interesting. Real quick, I know you want to get into some headlines for some football because there was a lot of stuff happened over the week. Um, but real quick, Major League Baseball playoffs. I mean, you have 100-win teams that are just running into a hot team that got hot during Wild Card Weekend, and they just carry that momentum into it. Is this a problem? Yeah. It is, I'm sorry. First, 162 is way too many. I know no owners in any league is going to cut down. They're not going to give money back. But one of my favorite seasons was the 2022 season when there were 60 games. It felt more important. Every game mattered. It is a problem. The Braves are about to get bounced. Uh, the Rays won 99. They got bounced in the first round. They got swept. The Orioles just got swept. But they won 100 games. Yeah, they won 100 the games. The Dodgers won over 100 games. They got swept. They get swept by an 84-win Diamondbacks team that was lucky to get in. It is a problem because at the end of the day, you want to see the best of the best. And it's crazy when you're talking about it's a 162-game season. And then you get into a series where if you lose two games, it's over. So why? Are, like I understand... My standpoint is, is why are we playing so many games then? But at the same time, you know that MLB is not going to take playoff teams away because they're no. making way too much money to do that. And they're not going to they're not going to lower the amount of games they play in the regular season because they're not going to give up money. They're just not going to give up money. I just don't know how you fix this because these teams are way too good to be given 5 days during a 162 game season. You never, even with the All-Star break, you don't even have five days off. Some of these guys, these teams, the Dodgers, all these teams that are facing elimination, all have longer longer stretches off before their playoffs start than they do all season long. You know what, though? Let's get more of a more than a two-year sample size. Let's get a 10-year sample size. I feel like it's going to correct itself. Because if you're a baseball team that just got done with a grueling six-month season, the rest is better. You can set up your rotation. Your bullpen is rested. It will benefit in the long run. I think it's just a freak thing. Yeah, when the bats get hot, though, the bats get hot. I, I'm I'm just saying let let's get a ten year sample size because you said it no they're not going to reduce the amount of regular season games and they're not going to reduce the playoffs the same thing when when COVID uh, hit and NFL added that seventh playoff team we both acknowledged on this podcast they're never going back yeah they're they're never going to go back down to six well same thing with baseball once they've added this layer and they get the big money ESPN just had the whole wild card weekend they're not going to hand money back well I still have a I still have an outstanding bet from earlier this season from basically the beginning of the MLB season for the rangers to win the world series so let's go rangers in fact didn't you have an outstanding bet for the uh the the aces or whatever yes, the, i have the aces to win the uh the WNBA. the wnba and then i have that paired with the rangers to win the uh the championship and then if the Bengals somehow turn it around and win the super bowl uh yeah that that uh 20 free bet is like three grand or something like that so yeah, yeah let's go bourbon on ricky let's go all right, All right what do you want to talk about here for headlines from week five of NFL football? Okay. I, I, I'm not going to lie. We had a lot to talk about on this podcast. I did not see baseball coming. I did not see it coming till say, World Series. But good point. Good on you to bring it up. I'm going to try to do some quick ones, but there was a huge headline with all... Let's be honest. Week five of the NFL was an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. We've seen trickling of injuries. We had, you know, the big Aaron Rodgers. We had some big ones. This was a mass ones, but the biggest one was, of course, Vikings All-Pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson. He just hit the IR with a hamstring injury. We've talked about how hamstring injuries linger for wide receivers. That being the backdrop, with the trade deadline being in three weeks, and, yes. ju and Justin yes. Jefferson hitting the IR. The answer is yes. And Justin Jefferson hitting the IR the for at least four. Yes, I know this question. Has Kirk Cousins thrown his last pass to Justin Jefferson? Yes. Yes, he has. I think I think if uh, the Vikings know what they should be doing right now is they should be throwing some uh, backups out there. They should be moving uh, Kirk Cousins to the Jets, to the Falcons, wherever anybody that wants him, 
Let him go and play the rest of his contract. This out there. is a team that won thirteen games. If they beat the Bears, which they're favored to do, they're two and four. Yeah, I still, but I it doesn't make a difference. I don't think they're going to catch. Um, I don't think they're going to catch Detroit. I they might not even catch Green Bay. This is a team that once again, this is a team that Caleb Williams has said he wants to play for. It's one of those five or six teams that he says he well, wants to do. Provided they extend. We were talking. Jefferson. Yeah, we were talking about it before. Like, why not? Why not just tank at this point? You were already at one point. You were what? Zero and three. Zero and four. And you know, and zero and three. And you, and then you, you know, after the loss to, to the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, at this point, why not? So five and a half weeks in, you're in full on panic mode, and you're dumping everybody. I'm not in panic mode. I'm not panicking about this at all. I'm saying the best thing for the Vikings to do is, is to shop. Cousins get a pick. If you trade him to what the Falcons, you're not telling me that he's not worth a second or a third round pick for the Falcons that can then make a playoff push. I was going to say the Jets. I mean, at this point, they're going to have next year's first round pick, and they are a quarterback away from being, you know, playoff team. Yeah, but you're not giving up a second round for Rodgers and then giving up a first for Cousins. You're just not. I mean, if they're all in, they're all in, aren't they? I mean, if you. Yeah, I still don't think they think the Jets should do that. I don't think they'll give up first round pick. I mean, if you can get a third and move Cousins, let's face it, Cousins is not the future in Minnesota anyway. And and if and if Justin Jefferson isn't going to be there, then why not just scrap the whole thing? I I see. I, I I'm not going to say I agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. I got some quick hit injuries. I'm just, you know, they're huge enough to bring up, but uh, we don't need to go deep into analysis. I'm going to start off. Bill's star linebacker, Matt Milano, is likely out for the season with a knee injury and a fractured leg. Big blow to a, a, a team that's been playing great. Yeah, and Matt Milano was, was the heart of that defense for a good stretch there. Absolutely. Uh, Colts quarterback Anthony Richardson has a grade three AC joint sprain. Uh, they're deciding whether he's going to have surgery. He's already hit IR. Could be anywhere from four to eight weeks. Yeah, I mean... It, so it was a it was a brutal hit, but once again, hopefully while this guy's off, somebody can train this guy to not take the hits that he has been taking. He is trying way too hard to do way too much, and when he's running that running running the ball, he needs to slide. He needs to get down. This guy's not going to last. This guy's not going to last an eight year career. He's not even going to last a four year career at the rate rate that he's going. He's already been concussed. He's already gotten battered around a couple of times, and now this. And we're only five games into the season. Yeah, as soon as he went down, he did the tap the shoulder like, and you knew it wasn't good. Yeah. His arm was dangling. He needs to go to the tool the Tua school of how to protect himself. Yeah, well, the Tua this this year. <laughs> this year. I, I'm <laughs> saying, you know, so far so. Yeah. Um, uh, another, you know, speaking of Matt Milano, another huge defensive player. Uh, this was a big signing. Uh, Lions cornerback Emmanuel Mosley. Now he, he just came back from his left uh, ACL tear, and now he tore his right ACL. He is out for the year. I, I, I mean, the Lions look like probably the third best team in the NFC, and this is a huge blow for them. Yeah, absolutely. You already lost uh, what Gardner Johnson was already out with injury. I mean, this this defensive backfield, the defense. I mean, this team is getting ravaged with injuries. The whole NFL right now getting ravaged with injuries. Yeah. You want to talk about another one? I know it's probably on your list. There, James Conner, IR. He's already been put on IR. Um, Arizona was was looking really good. I think a big part of that is James Conner taking a lot of pressure off of Romeo Dobbs. Um, uh, not Romeo Dobbs, Josh Dobbs. <laughs> I got Romeo Dobbs on the you mind. Got your Dobbs, I got my mix. Dobbs on my fantasy team. No, but uh, you know, off of, uh, taking a lot of pressure off of Josh Dobbs, helping that defense out. You know, by spelling them, by getting the you know getting the running attack going and stuff. Man, it's just it's brutal. It's been brutal the injuries. Yeah, uh, Dolphin star rookie running back Davon uh, Achan. He's going to be out multiple weeks with a knee injury. He's already hit IR. He looked really exciting. He, he He's looked really good. Like, it, it reminded me of when Brees Hall popped in for the Jets last year. Anytime he was on the field, at any given time he could break one, like he did this past week yep. for 72 yards, that's A-Chan. The, mm-hmm. the guy is just electric. And, and for them to lose him is, is a big blow. Hey, well, we talked about it on the rookie episode, in the draft episode, man. I, I was all over this guy. Yeah. Uh, another since our last podcast, you don't usually get a news dump on a Saturday. We recorded last week on Thursday. Since our last podcast, huge news to continue on with our storyline from the off season that we did, no neither one of us saw coming. Jonathan Taylor not only is he back with the Colts after fighting with Jim Irsay and all that whole thing, they extended him three years, forty two million with twenty six point five guaranteed. I was shocked. I was yeah. like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, it's like to to have the have what seemed like a uh, irreconcilable, you know, differences here, like divorce. 
Um, and to have mom and dad work it out at the last second, like this is pretty crazy. Yeah, it blows my mind. We use the old adage, you can't put the tooth uh, toothpaste back in the tube. They found a way to. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that blows my mind. Well, money solves a lot of problems. It, it sure does. It sure does. Uh, like I said, you had all the massive injuries. You had uh, the JT extension. We even had some more trades. We got to wrap them quickly. Uh, Randy Gregory, who apparently was never formally released, he was traded to the 49ers. So the rich get richer. Yeah, I mean, they, at this rate, you know, you watch out for the 49ers to keep making moves. At yeah, this point. a couple uh, lesser wide receivers got dumped by their teams. Bears were able to dump Chase Claypool on the Dolphins. So, uh, you know, once you put him there, even if he's fourth on the depth chart, watch him make a Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another wide receiver that got dumped, Van Jefferson. Now that Cooper Cup's back, Van Jefferson was moving down the chart. I I'm not surprised the Rams traded him. I'm surprised where he went. He went to the Falcons. Yeah. They don't even use the receivers they have. <laughs> <laughs> well, Desmond Ritter did have finally have a 300-yard passing game there. Yeah, that and four quarters will get you a dollar. All right, Tim, let's start week six preview. Let's uh, travel over the pond again. Let's go back to London. London a calling for a third straight week in a row here. Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Could we really call it at Tennessee Titans? Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Neutral field, Tottenheim Stadium. Uh, fans will root for whoever they want at this point. The spread is Baltimore's minus four. The over under 40 and a half. Tim, these games keep going under. 40 and a half is a low total. But Baltimore coming off of that loss against Pittsburgh. They're 8-0 as a favorite coming off of a loss. Their last eight. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I, first off, okay, so this is the second trip each for these teams to London. So we'll we'll see what they learn from their last trip out. I'm not going to lie. I really thought by now this gimmick would have, you know, expelled its time. It, it would have been like, oh, cute, neat, all right, we don't need this anymore. I'm telling you, I watch these games. The fans really get into it. Mm -hmm. they, they love it. Yeah. it, it it's, it's not going away anytime soon. We no. have five international games this year. Third straight week in London. I, and it's packed. When yeah. you look at that stadium, they are going bananas over this. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe they're also just you know drinking and having a good time and stuff like that. But man, they the the London crowd the the they're coming out to see these games and they're they're into it. They're involved. Yeah, and you know you know like like I said, we'll talk about when we talk about those individual teams. It blows my mind. So there's only two teams on by this week. You probably won't notice if you're a fantasy player because it's Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, but so unless you're fans of those teams, you're probably not going to notice the only two team on a buy. But this is the second straight week that the London teams have opted not to take a buy. Yeah. I, I mean, it just kind of it really surprised me because you would think a road trip like that you'd be would, well jet lagged. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw that with Buffalo, and we'll get to them in a second. But as far as this game, what I wanted to ask you the biggest question for Baltimore: What happened to their "quote unquote" new offense? Yeah, exactly. Because it looks pretty similar it to looks, me. It looks Lamar pretty, Jackson yeah. run, Lamar Jackson run, and if you have to throw, throw it to Mark Andrews. Yeah, I mean they're still fourth in the league in in in, in uh, running. We were talking about how this offense was going to have all these new gadgets and and they were going to use all these wide receivers. But guess what? Last week, wide receivers couldn't catch the ball. No. I mean, there was a lot of drop passes. A I mean, lot. if you're watching it, it was like Benny Hill, like man, that whole game. I'd love to give credit to the Steelers' defense. And when we broke down the game I, again, I, I I know we're not talking about the Steelers, but they aren't a buy. I asked you, can the Steelers' defense and the home crowd keep a minute? And we both kind of like, eh, did they? Or was it just bad Ravens offense? I mean, you had Lamar throw an interception in the red zone that would have put the game away. A very bad interception. A, ba a terrible one. It wasn't even close. Uh, Zay Flowers is dropping balls, and he's been very reliable. It's just, it, it's. I, I'm still waiting for this new offense. Yeah, well, you know what? I talk about mediocre offense with Baltimore. Let's talk about mediocre offense. Because Tennessee played against an Indianapolis team last week who they've pretty much owned the last five times they played against them. And they came up there... Anthony Richards got hurt, and then they laid an egg the rest of the game. I mean, besides DeAndre Hopkins, nobody else on that team looked like they even wanted to be there. I mean, Derrick Henry is, he's had, what, I think one, one maybe one game this season? One, over, one good game. Yeah, one good game where he rushed over 70 yards. I mean, that's just not going to cut it. You're playing against you're playing against a Baltimore defense, a third against the rush now. You're second in scoring defense. They're fourth in sacks. This is a Baltimore defense that comes after you. And the, what is the one thing the Titans can't do? They can't play from behind. And they can't protect the quarterback. That's the matchup I was keeping an eye on. Titans' offensive line is 27th in sacks allowed. Ravens' defense is fourth in sacks. Yeah. So, I, I mean... If the Ravens get a lead and the Titans in a position where they have to pass, uh, Tannehill's going to get crushed. I mean, and and once again, like what you're seeing, like last week, 
what what you saw from Tyje Spears is like, wow, you know, you thought maybe it was like get through this year and then Derrick Henry's gonna go somewhere else and Ty J Spears is gonna be the guy. Ty J Spears might be the guy already. Yeah, he looks a lot more electric when he gets the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, if they could effectively do a thunder and lightning there with those two, that might actually help them. I mean, this is this is turning into, I know we're not, we're, Pittsburgh's off this week, but this is turning into Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. I mean, Jalen Warren just looks better every single yeah. time he's been touching the ball. And, I mean, maybe this is just Father Time catching up because guess what? Father Time undefeated. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You want mediocre offense, my friend? Let's talk about a mediocre game. <laughs> I've got mediocre offense and a mediocre game for you. Starting on the noon slate, we've got the Washington football teams at Atlanta. Atlanta's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Totals 42-and-a-half. We saw this two-and-a-half before, didn't we, Tim? Yes. Yes, we did. Week 12 last year, Washington beat Atlanta 19-13 to in Washington. I'm guessing the score is going to be similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think you know, like it's kind of crazy how... like. Uh, the games lean under lately. There's just not been a lot of scoring in a lot of these games. These defenses have really been taking it to teams lately. But is it good defense or bad offense? Because I've seen a lot of bad football this A little year. bit of both. A little bit of both. There's some defenses that are coming at people. I mean, I mean, and let's face it, there are some teams that are, there are some teams who offenses are making some defenses look really, really good. The Titans. And, and that's what I wanted to say. Like, we were giving Dallas's defense credit. Oh, look how amazing they looked until you get trucked by Brock Purdy and the Niners. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and like I said, like, we're waiting for these teams to actually play a team. You, do you know? know what? Do you know what the, the biggest the biggest thing to watch in this game is? Washington football team is 31st in sacks allowed, but the Atlanta Falcons are 31st in sacks. So if they can't get to the, the one thing that happened with the Bears game on Thursday night is the Bears disrupted. Sam Howell and the way that the Washington football team was passing the ball. Um, I know that in the end, at, at the end of the game, you got a lot of garbage time yards and garbage time touchdowns from Washington. But really, it was the fact that the Bears were putting pressure on the quarterback as soon as as soon as possible, as early in the game possible. The Bears were just hitting Sam Howell; they were knocking him down, and they were pretty inept at Washington that first half. And by the time they finally started scoring, the game was already out of hand. The problem is, is that Atlanta's thirty first in sacks; they don't pressure the quarterback. So if Washington gets to play Eric Bieniemy type ball, it's going to be a hard game for Atlanta to, even though it's even though they're favorites to to pull out. Huh. Uh, you know what sticks out to me for the Atlanta Falcons? What's that? But, but two weeks ago we watched them in in a standalone game in London. Last week they were on red zone pretty often. Bijan Robinson is electric to watch. We talked about yep. with Brees Hall. Um, we talked about, uh, you know, with some of these other guys, once they get on the field, you see that, you know, even Tajay Spears, when they get on the field, you see that electricity, Devin uh, Achan. Bijan Robinson, when he's on the field, he's electric. At any given time, he can make one or two moves and he's gone. Do you see, like, how, like, Brees Hall, he's playing in these, he's playing, he played last week. He had a couple of, he had a, he had, a, he had that great run. Um, the runs that you saw last year and stuff like that, but he was splitting time with Michael Turner. This year he's splitting time with Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook and Michael Michael Carter, I'm sorry, Michael Carter. You think about Turner. the Falcons, you yeah. said Michael Turner. When yeah. you say Michael Carter and Dalvin Cook, I mean, they're not electric. What you're seeing with like Tyler Algier, yeah, Tyler Algier can get it done. He can get you four yards of carry, but he's not electric. Like Ty J Spears right now is doing some things that Derrick Henry just does not look like he's able to do right now. Jalen Warren doing things that not Jay like the it it is really bothering me. Like I always say just run the damn ball. But it really bothers me that we're doing this running back by committee on all these teams and you're you're keeping the most electric player on your team off the field half the time because you're doing this running back by committee thing that I don't feel like is working in most of these most of these cities. Yeah, the Jaguars finally figured that out. I, you know, I was watching the London game, of course, and they were trying to do a tag t tandem with yeah, ET and a Tank Bigsby. Well, this past week they finally let ET and E. Yeah, and, and and that that's one of the reasons they won the game. Travis ET and Junior looked amazing. I mean, you tell me that. You tell me that when uh, how how dynamic do you think this offense looks when Bijan is on the field compared to when Tyler Algier is on the field? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of electric offense, my friend, the Miami Dolphins. They're at home. They're a thirteen and a half point favorite uh, hosting Carolina. Totals forty eight and a half. The Dolphins have won fourteen of their last sixteen home games. It's it's just an amazing streak. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Not only is it a great great streak, but I mean, Carolina's bad. They're just bad. I mean, I was wrong on that. I said I picked Carolina <laughs> to win the South 
bad on me, man. I thought that defense was going to be when a lot south, better. They may not win a game. Yeah, they, I mean, they're just, they're bad. I mean, the worst part about it is, is that there's a chance that they traded the first, they traded for the first overall pick and gave up a first overall pick for it, along with DJ Moore and a switch of first and a second. And I was going to say, and, and, and not just next year's first, in 2025, their second, which if they keep on this trajectory, could be one of the first couple picks of the second yeah, round. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is... I mean, it's it could be one of the most lopsided trades that we've seen since Herschel Walker. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, that's the thing is, I I want to give Bryce Young the benefit of the doubt, get him some protection, get him some experience in the league. But man, that could have been a it could be a really bad trade for Carolina. Yeah, I mean, and you're talking about a Miami team that is just truck just keep on rolling. I mean, I know that Devin A. Chain is out, but Jeff Wilson is he's almost back. I mean, he's he's in that window to come off of IR. I mean, Raheem Mostert, I mean, this Carolina run defense is atrocious. They are 31st, and I expect Mostert to have a monster game. And even when he's not having a monster game, I mean, Tua in that in that offense, the fastest. Like, it's not even the fastest show on turf. It's the fastest team, period. They are number one in pass, number one in rush, number one in scoring. You don't ever see that trifecta. Yeah. You don't yeah. ever. And they're going to keep on going. Um, I, I, We don't need to talk about this game much. I think it's going to be a blowout. Carolina does not have a chance. I will say one thing to keep an eye on about Miami going forward. Um, they did put their star left tackle, Teron Armstead, on IR with a knee injury. Something to keep an eye on with Tua's history of concussions. Yeah. Now, I know he's a left-handed quarterback, so the left tackle is not your blind side. I'm just saying your best offensive lineman just hit IR, and your quarterback has a history of concussions. Not in this game, but something to keep an eye on going forward. You don't think they miss A-chain at all? Or is it just next I, man up? I don't. I, it's I, just next man up. They have so much speed on that team. Yeah. It's next. I, I'm telling you, I've seen flashes out of Selvin Ahmed from that team. Yeah. So I, I feel like for them, you, you know how like the Niners be like, anybody can play quarterback for the Dolphins. Anybody can play running back. Well, and I got to tell you, man, it's Jeff Wilson at, at at one point last year had taken over as the starter. He hasn't even played yet. He's been on IR this whole time. Yep. So they're actually playing this whole season being number one running number one passing number one scoring without who they thought their number one running back was going to be absolutely all right another team that's gonna be missing their number one running back womp 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 the bears the bears chicago bears are hosting minnesota minnesota's a two and a half point favorite totals 44 the bears have lost nine straight home games yeah well the, uh, the... You, you notice how to, to talk about the bears rick had to open another beer yeah it's it's painful. It's painful. This is a battle for last in the NFC North. This is this is what this is. This is what this has come to. Now the bottom line is, is that that is this going to be a interesting game? I think it's gonna be a really fun game. You know why? Because both of these defenses suck. Yeah, this will be a, a <laughs> this will be a even if you're not watching the Bears game on the second screen, which I usually do I do red zone on main screen, Bears on the second one. You're going to see it plenty on red zone. If you just have one channel, you see it plenty on red zone because these defenses are so comically bad. You're going to see plenty of scoring. Yeah, I mean, you got you got a. Do uh, you remember what you saw with uh, Denver when Denver was playing in Chicago? I think you're going to see a lot of that too. I think you're talking about 50 points. I think this game. Well, you you got two teams that just can't stop anybody. And Minnesota, just because Justin Jefferson isn't there, I mean, they still have great options jordan addison uh tj hawkinson uh kj osborne i mean and that's the big that was the big question for the vikings i was going to ask you what does their offense look like without justin jefferson they're currently the number two pass offense in the league i think going forward they're going to miss him in this game it won't matter i don't think it matters yeah i mean obviously justin jefferson is somebody that obviously moves the needle this is obviously takes this team from a contender to make the playoffs to a pretender in making the playoffs. But really this offense against the bears, you don't, I mean, you miss Justin Jefferson, but you'll still be okay. So the bears half of this game. Now they just got their first win. They're off the quote unquote mini buy, you know, the Thursday to Sunday. Um, but they are without Khalil Herbert, the number one running back. He has a high ankle sprain. They're currently the number nine rush team in the league. So we'll see how that shape, because even Roshan Johnson, their star rookie running back, if you want to call him a star, uh, he's in concussion protocol. So uh, look, I guess it's time to activate Deonta Foreman. Yeah, I mean, well, he's been waiting there. He's been hanging out there all season. Might as well let him see what he's got. I mean, he's been, you, you picked him up. Yeah, I mean, but can you? do you think they can build on their first win? Um, yes, because this is, this is, this is playing against the Vikings at the right time. Yeah. Especially at home. Yeah. So, all right. Next up on the docket, we've got Seattle, uh, off there by they're at Cincinnati who looked great. Uh, the Bengals have won six straight games against the NFC and, and I'm telling you, 
We came into our breakdown of the Bengals game last week saying, how in the heck can the Bengals, the way they've been playing, be favored in Arizona? Once again, Vegas got it right. Holy cow. They looked like they haven't skipped a beat. They looked like the team that's been there the last two years has been in the AFC Championship. Yeah, this is this is a, a Bengals team that categorically always gets off to a slow start. The only problem is is that it never was this slow of a start. You never got to this point where they were... You know, oh, and what, one and three or something like that. Yeah. You were like, holy cow! Like this, this is supposed to be one of the upper echelon teams in the AFC, and then they play against Arizona and they get right. Now, is that is that them getting right against Arizona, or is that Joe Burrow righted the ship and listened to just Jamar Chase, who's saying, "I'm open all the time. Just throw me the ball," and he just makes plays happen. I get. We're gonna find out right now because the rubber meets the road here because. Now you got a Seattle team, which let's face it, is not an Arizona team that let's let's be honest is not the most talented team in the NFL. They're one of the least talented teams in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals. yeah, but Seattle has not been very good against the pass. Now Jamal Adams has been hurt. Uh, Devin Witherspoon missed time, and and they they have they've been susceptible against the pass. They are three and one in their record, but. The last time we saw them was that Monday night game where they were beating down the Giants. Yeah. Can we really take anything from that game? Uh, no, other than the fact that they they can they can beat the Giants with a with a with an injured Geno Smith. <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they looked great, but everyone's looked great against the Giants. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, Facts. I don't know that we can take anything from that and say, oh, this is who the Seahawks are. Well, let's see. Let's see how they are coming off of a bye. I mean. Uh, you know, categorically, I know that a lot of teams are like, "Oh, you know, usually you say that teams coming off of a bye have uh, have a more rest and they're ready to go and so that." But that's not always the case. Yeah, I know teams as a whole don't like getting that early bye. Yeah. They'd rather like it, you know. So that could play against them. Now they are going across the country from Seattle to Cincinnati. Not complete East Coast, but you're still going east. Um, there's one thing from this game I am interested to watch. We saw Jamar Chase have his 2023 coming out party. Yes. He looked amazing last week. It was all him and Burrow. I am interested to see Devin Witherspoon, who looked awesome in a standalone game that Monday night game. Yeah, that Monday I am interested to see the matchup of Witherspoon versus Jamar Chase. I mean, if you're talking about, we always talk about the primetime games make, make the rookie of the year's. Like make the, like Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I mean, right there and then that like Devin Witherspoon had to have jumped up those defensive rookie of the year charts with that the sacks that he was doing in that game, that pick six that he returned for a touchdown. I mean, uh, talk about talk about taking his taking his odds of probably cutting it in half just with that one game. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so now let's head to over to uh, Cleveland, the San Francisco 49ers at the Cleveland Browns. The spread in this one, Tim, is six and a half. It's made its way up to seven in certain certain spots. The over under is thirty seven and a half. Tim, the San Francisco 49ers just absolutely trucked the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in, in the NFL, let alone are, are the they? NFCs. They were going into that game. They, they were they were regarded as going into that game. And Cleveland still doesn't know doesn't know if Deshaun Watson's gonna play quarterback. Now, Dorian Thompson Robinson, that that experiment that didn't work. Had, yeah. did not work. They're also talking about it. PJ Walker. Yeah, former I was Bear. gonna say Stefanski said that if Deshaun can't go right now he's gonna be a game time decision. If he can't go, it's gonna be PJ Walker. I, I PJ Walker, uh DTR, even Deshaun Watson against this Niners team doesn't even matter. Yeah, I don't I don't think I I, I will say at this point I don't care if it's in. I don't care if it's in Cleveland. I don't care if it's in a garage. I don't care if it's in a, a asphalt street. Um, San Francisco is for real, and and I think they absolutely truck Cleveland. Yeah, and I'm I'm really surprised now. When I started the uh, when I started my prep, it was five and a half. It's moved up to seven in a lot of places, like you said. I I I am surprised it's not more. But my days of questioning Vegas are over because I'm tired of handing them. Yeah, money. I mean, there's, there's got maybe there's some kind of Sunday night fatigue or something like that. It's an emotional, like pounding that they put to to to, to Dallas. But I mean, really, if Dallas, I mean, Dallas, Dallas's defense is good. Cleveland's defense is good. But yeah, really, Cleveland's pass defense is really good. Miles Garrett is great. But I, I just that's only going to keep you so long. If yeah. they can't if they can't score with the Niners, it, it, it's going to be and over. I just don't see how that offense in Cleveland, um, even if even if Deshaun plays, Jerome Ford is not the, the guy that's going to be the difference maker running the ball. Uh, Amari Cooper has been injured, and even when he has been when he when he has played with through that injury, 
it's been it's been on and off. It's been you know hot and cold, salt and pepper. You know what I mean? It's 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 one good game. One he has one catch for six yards one game, and then he has a good game the other game. You know, we were just talking about Devon Witherspoon and how standalone national TV games can can move you up. Well, Brock Purdy, he after what happened on Sunday night, his MVP odds went from plus twenty five hundred to plus seven hundred. Can he realistically win MVP this year? I don't think he can, and the reason why is CMC. Christian McCaffrey is, you know, like is Brock Purdy doing great things? Yes, but Christian McCaffrey is out of his mind the best running back in the NFL right now. I mean, it's not even if if there is a running back that's going to be offensive player of the year, it's CMC. Now, granted, Tyreek might have something to say about that. Um, I'm sure there's a, there's a couple other receivers that I'm I'm you know missing out on. Um, I know Jamar Chase had a monster game, but he really has to make up for those first four games where he had, did not do anything. But there are some really good receivers out there having really great seasons so far. But if you're taking about if you're talking about a running back being offensive player of the year or MVP, it's CMC, and it's not even close. And Brock Purdy is is having a great season, but I just can't see how you could be MVP with CMC having uh, on your team having the same having that great of a season. Yeah, well. kind of like a, a baseball pitching staff that has two great pitchers yeah. and they take votes from each other. Yes. All right. Uh moving on to another game. Uh speaking of a team that's going to be a uh, quarterback short, talking about Cleveland, uh Indianapolis Colts. They are moving on to Garner Minshew because Anthony Richardson's out. We got Indianapolis is at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a 4-point favorite. Totals 45 and a half. 45 and a half. The Jags have covered in seven of their last eight games versus the Colts. Now, Garner Minshew starting for Indy. Let me ask you this. Is he the best backup quarterback in football? Man, uh, you're, you're putting me on the spot here. I'm just trying to think of all the other backup quarterbacks in the NFL now and see they're like, I'm going to say... Because I, I, I couldn't think. When I wrote it down, and I'm like, oh, Minshew gets the start. And I, I, I couldn't think of somebody else. Maybe Jacoby Brissett in Washington. But I, I feel like Garner Minshew has had success in the NFL when asked to, to, to play. I'm going to say yes because he's having success right now. I mean, he came in for a concussed Anthony Richardson and won. He, came, he played the next game against Baltimore and won. And then he came in this last game against Tennessee and won. This dude, every single time he stepped on the field, the Indianapolis Colts have won. So I will say yes, because nobody else is going out there, stepping on the field, and instant and, and winning games and translating that into wins. So I will say absolutely yes. Is this Gardner Minshew setting up for a Gardner Minshew revenge game against the Jaguars? I love the narrative. I really do. I don't know if it's a revenge game because when you get Trevor Lawrence, it's not like they cast him off like, I'm breaking up with you and throwing you out. Dude, you, you got Trevor Lawrence. So I, I don't know, but but you love the narrative. It's something else to watch. Uh, and and you know, like I said, he's going back to Jacksonville. The Jags are going back to Jacksonville after back-to-back games in London. Yep. Have the Jags been fixed after their back-to-back London wins? No, I don't know necessarily because right now they're they're like on and off. It's on a game, off a game, on a game, off a game. So they were just, you know, they were on two there. I mean, they took it to they took it to Atlanta, who they took it to Buffalo. Two teams that looked like they were not ready to play in London. I'm telling you, that really was the difference. We brought it up last week. The Jags already being there, and the Bills flying out Friday. Mm. I'm telling you, I I know Milano got injured. But I'm telling you, the fatigue was a factor. The Jags were much fresher than Buffalo. Yeah, the Jags were ready to play that game. And it looked like Buffalo just was not ready to be there. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. Like I said, the Jags are one of those teams that like will lose games they have no business losing, but then they'll turn around and beat Buffalo, who is one of the hottest teams in the league. Yeah, I could definitely see this game being something where the, the Jags win, but they don't cover. Yeah, the one thing I'm keeping an eye on from this game, I want to see what we can get out of the Colts running back tandem. Because I think Minshew's enough where you can't stack eight in the box. Zach Moss has looked like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And Jonathan Taylor, you know he wants to prove that he's worth that money he just got. Yeah. I, I I think that can be a really good tandem. Yeah, I agree. I mean, right now, Zach Moss, even last week when, uh, when Taylor first came back, Zach Moss looked like he was still in charge of that game. He really was. Uh, New Orleans last week was in charge of the Patriots. Now they're going to Houston. They're a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Totals 42 and a half. 11 straight Saints games have gone under. This Saints team 
that on defense is for real. And the one thing that's really interesting is is how great with D'Amico Ryan's there, you you knew that this defense was going to get better, but how this offense has improved is really incredible. CJ Stroud is setting records for the most attempts and passes without throwing an interception to start his career. I mean, does the that... names he passed? I mean, he passed yeah. like Tom Brady. He's I passed mean... everybody. Yeah, he's now gone. He's now the longest without throwing an interception in NFL history. And that, and that's crazy because when going into the draft, everybody was talking about Bryce Young. Yep. And like, oh, where's Will? Where's Will Levis? Where's Will Levis going to end up? And oh, Anthony Richardson's the wild card, and obviously Bryce Young's the. Nobody really talked about C.J. Stroud, yep. and here he is just quietly doing his thing in Houston. And here's and here's a. Uh, you know, like here's a franchise that made a move to get Will Anderson and CJ Stroud on the same team. And I mean, so far it looks like it's working. Yeah. I mean, they, they look for a team that's two and three record wise. I'm thoroughly impressed with what and, they've done. Well, yeah. And you're talking about a, a team that's got young receivers, a young running back. Um, yeah, I mean, but what New Orleans is doing on defense, I mean, it's it's stifling. And I wanted to talk about that. On the New Orleans side of the ball, their defense is fourth in scoring. They're giving it up an average of 15.2 uh, 15. points per game. That being said, they haven't exactly played a murderer's row. They've played Ryan Tannehill and the Titans, Carolina, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and New England. I, the best quarterback out of those five teams was what? Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, but I mean, like, CJ Stroud is still is still green. They that defense that offensive line has a lot of injuries still. There's a lot of people still on IR. I think one of the guys is coming back off of IR right now. Houston hasn't been able to run the ball well. And you got a New Orleans team that is literally playing their best defense. Sounds chopping like a at, bitter Damian Pierce owner. Chopping at the bit to get at to get at this to get to get at whoever is is coming up next. New Orleans is literally just taking it to everybody. And, and that's what I want to keep an eye on. Who on the who of the Texans wide receivers can step up? If Nico Collins draws Marshawn Lattimore and Tank Dell doesn't clear protocol, who steps up for the Texans? John Michi, um Brandon Cooks. I mean uh, Brandon Cooks. Did he get traded back? No, to the I'm Texans? sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Robert Bobby Trees. He, Bobby Trees. You did to me. You have to throwing... forgive me. You have to forgive me. Brandon Cooks, Bobby Trees. I mean, how could it, you forget all about the, the legendary Bobby, Bobby Trees? Trees. Yes. That's your guy. That was my guy for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, it. Yes, I understand. But I'm saying it, Lattimore can shut down pretty much anybody. Absolutely. So if this if this Houston team can't stop New Orleans defense. From coming at them, I mean, it's going to be a long game. I think that's why the Saints are favored in Houston. Yeah. Because it's just the matchups I feel like favor the Saints. Hey, Tim, let's go to a game here that nobody wants to talk about. The New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Jimmy G, hey, look who's, look who's back. It's 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 Belichick and Jimmy G back in the same room together. You got Jason McDaniels and uh, Bill Josh. Belichick. Josh McDaniels, yes. And and Bill Belichick in the same room, to, in the same house again together. Let's see how this all works out. I mean... Tim. I mean, this is the current Patriots versus the Patriots West. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what the Raiders are. I mean, you can't say it's a revenge game for everybody. Josh McDaniels, Jimmy G, Jacoby Myers. I, I mean, like... Brian Hoyer. Yeah, uh, Hoyer. Uh, even Tom Brady is, is, you know, is looking to be uh, part owner of the Las Vegas mm -hmm. Raiders. It, this, and honestly, that's the only exciting part of this matchup. Because yes, on the field... This is gonna be brutal. It, yeah, because, just... because the the New England defense is a shell of what it was. I mean, oh God! With Judon being hurt and Christian Gonzalez, and you saw it last week, they got absolutely embarrassed. They got booed off the field yeah. at home, and this is a fan base that myself included that has been spoiled for two decades. Yes, they spent two decades being a dynasty in a league that is built to prevent dynasties, and they they got in. Embarrassed by a New Orleans team that's not like they've been steamrolling. They got New Orleans got housed at home against the Bucks last we saw them before. Then they go to New England and go to Foxborough and win 34 0. What was at Tampa, wasn't it? They got they No, got they were at home against oh, the Bucks. I can read an NFL schedule. All right, all right, you're right, you're right. I you know, I'm just saying, like, it's such a week to week league. Now, the Patriots, let's just let's call them what they are. They're a bad team. Mac Jones has been benched in back to back weeks. Now they say, oh, we're, we're not starting over. We're we're still, but how are you? I mean, he's been benched last back to back weeks. Even for gamblers, they're one and eight against the spread in the last nine. Their defense is twenty fifth scoring defense. You don't see that out of a Belichick. The one thing team. that you would be able to see usually with this with this uh, Patriots team last year, even and this year 
year with Ramondre and Zeke is that they'd be able to run the ball somewhat effectively, and it has not been effective at all. They are bad, and they're getting trucked early, so they have no choice but to pass the ball. I mean, is this if they if the Raiders win this game, is Mac Jones the quarterback going forward? I, I don't know. I, I don't know that he should be. What has he shown on the field to prove he should be? How many excuses are we going to give this kid? Well, not to mention the fact that Jacoby Myers has more receiving touchdowns than I think all of the New England Patriot receivers combined. I mean, what are we? What is New England doing with receivers? And that's it what I'm bad. interested. I don't usually condone individual <clears throat> bets. Um, it, it's tough, but I'm telling you what: Jacoby Myers anytime touchdown, uh, his 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 yards, his receptions. Belichick famously takes out whoever your best weapon is, and that's Devontae Adams. And Jacoby Myers, I'm telling you, when they signed Juju Smith-Schuster for the exact same money Jacoby Myers got from the Raiders, the tweet he put out, he has been circling this game, he has been waiting, wait for a huge game out of Jacoby Myers. I mean, we were talking about it last year when uh, the Titans traded A.J. Brown, and we were like, the Titans have no receivers. The Patriots have no receivers. I mean, None. this is as bad as the Titans last year. Yeah, when your best receiver is what, Kendrick Bourne? Yeah. I mean, you, you don't Juju scare. Is, Juju isn't even, Juju is a non-factor. He's not even, he's non-existent in this offense. Yeah, even, and they they went out and brought Mike Gusecki, who had had some flashes in Miami. He's done nothing. Hunter Henry had two good games. He's cooled off. Uh, even Poor Ramonde Stevenson doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. All right, Tim, uh, you know, get us to the 3 o'clock slate here. Arizona at the Rams. The Rams are favored by 7. The over-under is 48.5 points. Hey, kudos to the Cardinals. They've been they've been keeping themselves involved, keeping themselves in most games. They got absolutely housed by Cincinnati this week, and now they get a Rams team that is literally all offense right now. I mean, you got Aaron Donald, and then it's all offense. Kyron Williams, Matt Stafford, Puka, Atwell, Cup, I mean, this team's just loaded with offensive weapons. Cooper Cup did not miss a beat. He looks like he's been there the whole time. He looked amazing. Puka is an amazing number two. Tutu Atwell can stretch the field. Tyler Higby's a forgotten man. Kyron Williams, they are all offense. They, I, I'm telling you, Cooper Cup did not miss a beat. 12 targets, 8 catches, 118 yards. Him and Stafford were already in sync. And, and that's what, what I brought up in the, in the offseason was like, when on and everyone's healthy, they can be a very dangerous team. Hmm. They could be that that Seattle team that last year that snuck into the playoffs. They could sneak in and make wreak havoc, um, kind of like the Giants how snuck in and they beat the 13-win uh, Vikings yeah. team. I'm telling you, I could see the Rams sneak in as a wild card and, and make it really hard on, say, the Lions who win the North or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this team is just, it's just loaded. I mean, uh, how fortunate it is to, you know, that Puka – that Puka pick and and getting him in there early with a with an injured cup and he's just totally made this guy. Wait, and that's the thing is it, that injury to Cooper Cup might have actually helped him because that yeah. gave them an opportunity to develop another guy and now they've got two legitimate guys so defenses can't just double team one guy. Yeah, I mean literally this team goes as far as Stafford's health health will take them and and playing against teams like this Arizona and stuff like that. I mean these are. You always you always find these these spots where bad teams can beat middling teams, and middling teams can beat playoff teams, and playoff teams might be able to beat super teams, you know, Super Bowl contending teams. But usually, when you say Super Bowl contending team, bad team, it just doesn't it never bodes well. You know what I mean? But you're talking about like those four tiers, and as we go down, but I mean, the Rams are borderline tier two not tier three, and they're playing against the Arizona team, which is borderline tier four. Yeah, they the ownership is tanking. They've fought hard. They're playing hard. But at the end of the day, the Joshua Dobbs magic might have just worn this, off. This just seems, this just sounds like a game that the, Raiders, the Rams can, uh, you know, just pace the, the, the Cardinals, put up 40-something points, but then come back the next week and lay an egg. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and the, one of the best things Arizona had going for him, James Conner, he hits the IR with a knee injury. I, I don't see any way they stay in this game. Yeah, I don't either. All right, another game on the 325 slate. We got Philly, a seven-point favorite at the Jets. Totals 41. The Eagles have won 10 of their last 11 road games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's the Eagles. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean right now it's, you're talking about a, a Jets team that is just, you know, they, they can beat the Broncos. 
cool. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> that's that's it. That's our that's what we can hope for, right? I mean, but a Philadelphia team playing against the Jets, I mean, this is this is just like how it was with KC. When KC plays against the Jets, the, the Jets can hang around because they have that good defense. But by the time it's all said and done, the war of attrition, Philadelphia wins it. Yeah, this Jets team reminds me of last year's Jets team. They're good enough to beat bad teams, but they just don't have enough offensively to keep up with the good teams. Yeah. And what's Philadelphia? A, a good team. Yeah, well, let's, let's face it. I mean, this tush, tush push with Jason Kelsey and Jalen Hurts really is impossible to stop. Yeah. I mean, if if it's third and one and they do it and you stop them, you're not stopping them two plays in a row. You're no. not going to do it. Yeah. It, it's so, just not going to happen. It, so when they chuck it up to either A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith and they end up at the one or the two, you already know what's happening. Yeah. They yeah. already line up. They line yeah. up for it every single time. Now, the Jets, Tim, are 6-0 and since week one of last season in games which they score over 23 points. But guess what? They're not going to score 23 points in this game because that, that – Philly defensive line is stacked, and they're going to be coming for Zach Wilson every chance they get. Tim, is, should this be one of the last weeks that, that Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback for the Jets? Should they go out and make a move for somebody? If they, if they had someone else, yes, but but you don't have anybody else. You, you're Okay, so Kirk Cousins, we brought it up. There's got to be other quarterbacks. No, the Vikings are going to wait till the – if they are going to trade Kirk, and I don't think they will. If they're going to, they're going to wait till the very last second. You, but you don't think that there's other teams that just know that this is not going to work out and they're just going to move him? Like what if Kyler Murray uh, is healthy in the next two or three weeks? Um, right before the trade deadline, do does the Jets go out and try to at least get him? They can't. They can't afford him. They're yeah. still paying Aaron Rodgers. True. I mean, they just can't afford him. Yeah, they, I, they can I, afford Kirk because Kirk's I, cousin, Kirk's contract's up at the end of the year. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I, I just, I don't think the Vikings end up trading him. Now, for the Jets, I will say they finally let Brees Hall loose last week. Twenty-two carries, hundred seventy-seven yards, and a touchdown. Plus, he added three for 17 through the air. That 72-yard touchdown run, once he broke through that line, no one was catching him. No, Brees Hall is is somebody that we've been hyping up the whole time. I mean, this guy is this guy is, is a difference maker. I mean, last year before he got hurt, the Jets were 5-2, and two, with Zach Wilson as their quarterback, mind you. When, when Brees Hall, before he got hurt, they were 5-2 and two, with Zach Wilson at the helm. Yeah. Uh, to finish up the 325 slate, we got Detroit, a three-point favorite at Tampa, coming off their bye. Totals 43.5. The Lions are 13-2 and two against their spread in their last 15. Did you expect, when you were going to be talking about 3 o'clock games, and you're talking about the Rams, the, the, the Eagles, the Jets, and stuff like that, at the beginning of the season when you're talking about, you know, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers before the injury and stuff like that. Would you think that when you were talking about the three o'clock games, that the one where it's two first place teams would be Detroit and Tampa? That that's what's crazy. Of the four three oh five, three twenty five games, this has a chance to be the best one. Yeah. I, I mean Detroit has looked very good. Uh Tampa Bay is a surprising three and one. Baker, I, I know we've seen good Baker and bad Baker, but I'm telling you, Having Mike Evans and Chris Godwin can make up for Bad Baker. If yeah. he just chucks it up there, those guys can come down with it. Mike Evans is playing like a man possessed. When he went to the Col uh, to the Bucks and said, I want an extension, and they're like, nope. He's like, fine, I'm going to show you all. Yeah. And he has. Yeah. This, this guy's playing with a massive chip on his shoulder. And this is not one of those chips that slows you down. This chip is giving him like the Mario star. Yeah, he's this, just gone. This guy is like on pace now. What They said what? They have the record for most... He's already had the. I think he already has the most consecutive thousand yard seasons to start a start a start a career, and he's well on his way again this season. And there's no. It doesn't seem like there's any stopping him at this point. I mean, but this is a Detroit team that everyone's high on and stuff like that. But this is a Tampa Bay team at home that could sneak up and bite bite Detroit here and just sneak up on them and get them. Yeah, the Lions, and, and if you look at Jared Goff specifically, I mean, he's my fantasy backup, so I do look at him. Um, he is a completely different player on the road. He's very good at home. He's a completely different player on the road. This game is being played in Tampa. They're coming off a bye. Now, and they just housed New Orleans at, before the in, bye. In New Orleans. Yeah. Now, I will say this. The record's 3-1. and win, three and one. Their wins have come against the Vikings, the Bears, and the Saints, where Derek Carr was clearly not healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think this is an opportunity for them to prove that their record is real. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm excited for this game. Hey, can we talk about a game that nobody's excited about? <laughs> yes, how, we can. How are the Giants? At this point, I think there needs to be a new rule about flexing teams out as soon as possible. 
There is no reason why the Jets and the Giants should have many uh, this many primetime games. Oh, my God. Well, the Jets, I get it, it's because before the season other, was supposed to be well, Aaron I understand, Rogers. but it shouldn't be every other week we're getting Jets or Giants. Oh, my God. It's painful to watch. I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones has been brutal. Now he's not even going to play. Does anybody think Tyrod Taylor is going to make, take this team to the promised land against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo on that's Sunday why, night? That's why it's a 14-point spread. Move this, Move this game. Move this game. It's the biggest spread. It's the biggest spread. Sunday night is saved for the biggest spread. Let me ask you this. Waiting all day for Sunday night for oh. a massacre? Yeah. The, NBC is going to have to do another sell job. So let me ask you this. How many times does NBC reference wide right with Scott Norwood? God. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, That'll come up. Yeah, Honestly, absolutely. by the third quarter, they're going to have to be killing it's, time. It's terrible. It's terrible that they're going to do it, but they are absolutely but going, you know to going to do it. But you know they're going to. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you need like somebody in Buffalo to start dating, I don't know, uh, Shakira or something. I don't because <laughs> because you know, like, what the, what's going on with the Taylor Swift, the Kelsey thing? I mean, somebody's got to somebody's got to start dating somebody because this game, you're going to be, they're going to start putting up. You know how like they always put up like with five minutes left in the game and the game's pretty much out of hand and they put up who everyone's playing against the next four weeks. You're gonna see that like start of the third quarter. They're like, all right, let's see Buffalo next week. They're playing against you know. Oh, those you know. producers right now are putting together as many like personal packages as they can. Yes, like, yeah. okay, let's look at these teams. What interesting story can we find? I, I mean, we're gonna get we're gonna get mentions of wide we're, right we're, Scott we're, gonna, we're gonna get thirty minutes of somebody talking about Demar Hamlin when he's oh, even yeah. active for the game. It, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna show him from the suite. Yeah, they're gonna do as much as they can to kill time. And, and you know what? NBC has has to start being like, listen, from week two on, we get to flex. Yeah. Because the amount of money they're paying for this, and and the nation is once again has to see. Freaking the Giants that are brutal. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, like, I, I saw something that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Maybe I'll save it for the, I'm not even going to save it for the podcast, ep, uh, for the fantasy episode. Somebody was like, hey, right now, sell Darren Waller. No kidding. No kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, sell it's anything like, sell not anything. tied down. Anybody on, the, anybody on the Giants right now, let me just say this. It's like, like if, if a team, if an NFL team needs a tight end, go ahead and make an offer for Darren Waller. You might be able to get him for a, a switch of six and sevens like the Bears do when they <laughs> traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool and then they, and then they moved him out of there. At this point, the Giants, it's, uh, it's, uh, you paid, you paid an incredible amount of money. For Daniel Jones to get this in return, and now on top of that, he's not even playing. And I was like, "It could this be the worst? One of the worst free? One of the worst free agent signings of all time?" To Absolutely. Pay this guy this much. Now, money? They're lucky that only two years of that deal are guaranteed. Yeah. You, you know what NBC needs to do? They need to go out and get someone who's leading a charmed life right now, Donna Kelsey. <laughs> Donna, Donna Kelsey is just the mom of the Kelsey brothers. Yes. She's doing commercials. She's hanging out with Tra Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's what NBC needs to do because otherwise no one cares about this game. Well, you know, actually, that's not true because uh, uh, Josh, Josh Allen is dating uh, what that Haley Seinfeld. So get Haley Seinfeld at the game, show her in the box. Like nine or ten times. If you don't know Haley, show her in the box. Get her a field pass yes. to do do sidelines. Yes. Get her a microphone and a side. Let her do updates from the Bills sideline. Let her let her let her do the the, the do the, the updates from the Bills sideline while she's like rubbing his shoulders. <laughs> hey Josh, you're doing a great job. Hey guys, I was just talking to Josh here. He was telling me what he's like. I mean, at this point, I mean, holy cow! All right, Tim, this has gone off the rails. Yes, Monday night, the Dallas Cowboys. At the L.A. Chargers. Don't say at. At, at, at the L.A. Chargers. The, the, the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys play a home, home game in Los Angeles against the Chargers. The homeless Chargers. The spread of this game is a two-point spread. It's the over-under. It's 50 and a half. The one thing I can say is is maybe the Chargers offense can run with the, the Dallas Dallas offense. It's the Kellen Moore it's revenge the, game. The Kellen Moore. That's exactly what I was saying. If somebody's going to be able to beat this defense besides the 49ers, it might be Kellen Moore because I don't know. They've only been, he's only been practicing it for the last like two years. Yeah. And, and the, the Cowboys defense, they got shredded against the Niners and they proved they are not in that tier. And they just put Leighton Vander Esch on IR, their star linebacker. Um, I'm telling you the chargers, they can score. But they're going to find a way to lose this game. Staley, at the end of the game, Staley's going to Staley, and they're going to find a way to lose this game. Yeah, I, it, it didn't make my best bets, but I have a feeling you're going to see the Chargers go into halftime, and they're going to be covering, and they're going to be winning straight up. 
and then in the then in the second half they will find a way to ruin this game. Absolutely. Well, like we said before, put it on the back of a shirt, put it put QB on it, and put Staley gonna Staley. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as bad as Dak looked last week, and he threw three interceptions for a guy who said, I'm not leading the league in interceptions again. Well, you threw three on Sunday night. Your yeah. big opportunity to prove everybody wrong. That being said, Dak gets to play take on the Charger defense that is number 32. They're giving up an average of 299.8 yards per game, dead last. Uh, and, and one of the highest paid defenses in all of football. Yeah. Great job, guys. Great job. But you know what? Can't really blame them. They don't have a home. <laughs> like, this isn't yeah. a home game. The Chargers have a quote-unquote home game against the Dallas team, which will be out in droves to, to cheer this team on. It, it's sad. It really is. Because I tell you what, what defenses fuel off of is the home crowd. We saw, I'm telling you, the Steelers, the fact that they were playing the Ravens last week at home, that crowd absolutely played into a factor of that game. Yeah. And the Chargers don't get that. Yeah, the Char Chargers don't get it at all. They don't get it 17 games out of the season, let alone nine games out of the season. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Tim, let's go to best bets here. And hats off to you. Big big recovery after that 0-3 week and week, week four. You had a 2-1 last week. Yeah, and the one was again by the hook. It was by the hook, I, and I got to play by the rules on the pad on the podcast is what we count. I said two and a half on the podcast. By game time, it was less than two. So yes. if you waited to game time, if you took our advice and shopped around, my bets got you three and zero. Oh, but for the record, two and one last week. So I guess that means I get honors. You're two and you're ten and five on the season. Ten and five. I went uh, oh two and one. You're 10-4-1 um, on the season. Yes, I'm 10-4-1 on the season. But that Miami man with the Giants with that pick six. It, not hundred yards. Oh return. yeah, yeah. It's like that, so that was a travesty. So that's, that's, that's a that's a painful that's a painful push right there. Speaking of Miami, my first of the best All bets: right. the Miami Dolphins minus thirteen and a half. I don't care. It's a huge number. They're seven and one against the spread in the last eight. I am going to ride the Miami Dolphins at home until they kick me. All right. Well, my first pick. I'm going to go with a with a with a big big team here and a, and a bigger spread. San Francisco minus six and a half. Already locked it in. Um, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is I don't care who they're playing against. I don't care what the spread is. San Francisco is just setting them up and knocking them down. You, you don't worry they're about playing, a trap at all. I, if, if I'm if I get trapped on this one, I get trapped on this one. But you know what? San Francisco is absolutely killing it. Uh, Cleveland has notoriously been had a hard time stopping the run, and they have the best running back in the league in CMC. And when that doesn't work out, guess what? Brock Purdy does. I don't know, good things. Every single time you turn around, he's doing good things. This guy hasn't lost yet in the regular season. You're telling me that possibly P.J. Walker is going to start for the for the Browns, and you think that this team in Cleveland is going to be competitive against a San Francisco team that's literally just annihilating everything they touch? I would love to agree with you. The public agrees with you, and it smells like a trap. So I, we'll see. I, I, I hear what you're saying. We'll see. I just don't think – I mean – Maybe, maybe I, maybe I lose this game by weird circumstances. But once again, you're telling me, do you think there's any chance that San Francisco's first loss comes against Cleveland? No chance. My second of the best bets, I've got New Orleans and Houston under 42 and a half. It's just another trend to play. 11 straight Saints games have gone under. I don't see any reason this game doesn't. So give me under the 42 and a half with the New Orleans-Houston game. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to stay in that same game. I'm going to take the Saints. Minus one. I mean, at this point, uh, this this Saints team is just this defense is for real. Um, I don't feel like uh, now that Kamara's back. Kamara's still got fresh legs. He's only had the one game back. Houston has a hard time stopping the run. You give me Kamara. You give me Derek Carr. Actually, with Olave, Michael Thomas, I think you're going to see a lot of good things here. I think New Orleans defense just keeps on chucking. Tank Dell. Possibly doesn't play this game. I think that's going to be a big factor in the Texans um, getting it here, and I, I think I think that I think the Saints keep rolling. I hear you. I agree. My third of the best bets. I got Las Vegas minus three. It, it feels like Josh McDaniels wants to run this one up a little bit. Um, the whole scenario with revenge or whatever. The Patriots are an absolutely bad team. Uh, give me Las Vegas minus three. I I feel like the Raiders win this one by ten. I got to tell you, I uh, this game when I was going through all of them, and I was kind of I always kind of go through and I kind of write down what I like, and then I do a little more in investigating and do a little more researching and stuff. With Las Vegas New England, I just put no. <laughs> I just don't want anything. I didn't want anything to do with this game. I'm sure I could find some edge. I just didn't want to look at it. It just makes me sick looking at either one of these teams. I do not if, like. If it. one of my teams is gonna suck. 
I'm going to bet against them. I'm, I'm going to at least ride the suckage. All right. Well, you went with uh, that one. You went with New Orleans, Houston, under 42, and you said you're going to ride the trend. Well, I'm going to ride the trend. The Chicago Bears have not gone under the total the, so far this season. Every single game the Chicago Bears have played has gone over the total. Minnesota-Chicago is over 44.5. Minnesota's defense is bad. The Chicago Bears' defense is bad. Both of these offense can put up points. This game's going over 44.5. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, guys. So there's our picks. Once again, we are 29-1. and one. So we are 20 wins, 9 losses, 1 push. The way I said it, 29 I was going to say, one. yeah. I'll be like, it sounded wait. a little weird, but we are 20 with 9 losses and 1 push. In pretty our first good. 30 picks, that is pretty darn good. So those are our picks for this week. Thanks. We hope you win all your bets. We're going to be right back here in literally 30 seconds talking fantasy football. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys next time.